This is Pat Dean, Austin's bad boy of bad choices. This episode of I Learn Nothing is brought to you by Kirgis. We're partnering with Kirgis once again so we can give you the ultimate in comfort. Kirgis makes the best felt slippers that you can buy. I have worn every type of slipper there is, and Kirgis takes the cake. Why? Because they're made with techniques passed on by the people of Kyrgyzstan for thousands of years. Frankly, if they weren't good at it by now, there would be no hope for them. Luckily for you and me, these slippers will make you feel like you're walking on the clouds of heaven itself. Go to kyrgyz.com, K-Y-R-G-I-E-S.com, and use the promo code NOTHING in all caps to receive 15% off your order. You can use this code multiple times. Wow. And I thought common decency was dead. It's a great way to support our show and help support an all-women-run art collective in Kyrgyzstan. Once again, that's K-Y-R-G-I-E-S dot gam. And the promo code is NOTHING in all caps. Do it. International. What's up, stupid? Hey. Uh, my name is Benjamin C. Cholock, professor of philosophy at Princeton University. And welcome to episode 108 of I Learn Nothing, a philosophy podcast for idiots. Uh, sitting across from me is my co-host. Say your name. Hey, it's Pat Dean, and I'm here to say hello. How are you? Thanks for listening. <laughs> hello, how are you? Thanks for listening. <laughs> He's <laughs> listening to our passion project. Uh, yeah, P- Pat Dean, the protector of Manor Road yeah. and Austin's number one sex educator. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sex educator. Also a sleepy Pat Dean. You're so obviously still sleepy from waking well, up from a nap. So ben, show- okay, so ben actually showed up on time, which was I blew my mind. Uh, <laughs> Everyone here was napping when I got yeah, here. Yeah, <laughs> both people were asleep. You were napping. Victoria was napping. In separate rooms. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm in my room. I get a photo of a sleeping Victoria, which is, and I'm like, what the fuck? And then Ben just goes, hey, and I go, are you here? Because it was 4.32. So I was like, this, this can't be, this has to be from like last week or something. Yeah. This text is from last week. Like a photo from last week, I meant. Okay. And so it's like. And then I go, are you here? And you said, yes, I'm watching Victoria sleep. <laughs> I was like, all right. Well, yeah, because I just walked in. Because uh, yeah, look, I like how we have an arrangement where you just, <laughs> well, we, you know we're recording, so you just sleep before that. Yeah. And then you leave the door unlocked. So I just come in. But then I, I wasn't expecting, we're doing this on an off day. We're doing this on Thursday. Yeah, so it feels Wednesdays. weird. It's a little off. Yeah, sure. But <laughs> But it's all good. It feels wrong. Uh, feels morally wrong. Feels naughty. Feels pretty naughty. I'm not feels gonna. Feels a little naughty, right? I feel like we're a member of the Illuminati. <laughs> the Illuminati. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you spell it with naughty. Yeah, that's you and me. The Illuminati. <laughs> I think I think shithead Jim is involved with that somehow. Oh, yeah, it's you, me, shithead Jim, 
The triumvirate of shittiness. <laughs> oh, I remember what this bit was. So we have a, a, a group chat that, if it ever got out, would ruin all three of us. And uh, we, so we like we changed the name of it a lot of times. Right now, it's feeling caliente. Oh yeah, the name of our group now. chat. Yeah. But before it was the Illuminati. <laughs> and the joke that we had was, if we saw like a pretty lady, we would look at each other and go, "It's a conspiracy." <laughs> that sucks. But we never actually did it. Like that was just like, wouldn't it be funny if we did this? Yeah. But yeah. We never actually did. But from now on, I'm going to do that. Okay. Every time I see a hot lady, I'm going to turn to the nearest bro and go, it's a conspiracy. And like raise my eyes or my fucking uh, eyebrows. And he's going to go, what? And I'm going to go, the Illuminati. And then be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and you'd be like, oh, you're not included in this conspiracy. And it's like, no, I guess not. It's a conspiracy. I find yeah. most pretty women to be a sort of vaguely conspiratorial. When I, when I see it, I'm like. What do you mean? Deal? When they gather together or if no. just one woman is hot? When I see a pretty lady, sometimes I'm just like, it's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. It has to be to, so ma- to make mean? to make me feel bad. Uh, okay, <laughs> but it's like who's who is responsible? Who's orchestrating this? Conspiracy? Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out, and that's what I'm hoping you can help me with. Okay, but it's not a conspiracy then until you at least have an idea of who's involved. <laughs> right well, now, it's just a baffling experience. <laughs> <laughs> a baffling that guy. Leaves, that leaves you confused and 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 very unconfident. We uh we got into a huge argument before we started recording about uh pizza. Remember? Oh, you and I. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, because you don't like fucking Via three one three. Okay, so goddamn Detroit style uh, pizza. And you said you said you said Detroit style pizza. It is, is Detroit experimental. Style. It is. It's not experimental. It's an established style of pizza. Ben, that's sleepy. Moron <laughs> was was telling me she was like, "Well, we, we should get some pizza." And right, was, but she was talking about a, a, a topping on the pizza that's experimental. She said she wanted it drizzled with balsamic. And Ben, <laughs> I want nothing drizzled on my pizza. It's fine how it is. It's the perfect. It's the other day I went to eat pizza uh, and I looked at it and I thought to myself, "It has everything." It's like a delivery service for food. Yeah, it's, but so does this fucking type of pizza. It's the same. It's the same thing. I'm saying that it's still it, you bread. Don't need to change. Why? Why? Why be like? Oh, let's. It's already changed. What? New York style sh- pizza is already a fake type of pizza. What are you talking it's about? It's fake pizza. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Pizza started as fucking bocaccio bread or whatever the fuck. Well, who back cares? in the day. Well, guess what? It, it wasn't like that at all when the Italians first invented oh, it. Oh, well, well, I'm Ben. I only eat authentic pizza. No, I'm not That's saying. That's why I, I want Detroit. No, I'm saying the opposite. I'm, ben, I I'm saying the opposite. It's because it's bullshit that you. You're bullshit. It's bullshit to be so fucking. Okay, this will. This is a great segue to our topic, actually. Oh, um, great. <laughs> remember, we're talking about philosophy, not pizza. Yeah. No, we're not talking about pizza. What, you know, we should do a podcast about pizza. We just talk. We about could. Pizza. We could do the the history of pizza. We discuss pizza. Well, it's interesting though because you have a you all obviously have a a uh, preformed opinion of what pizza is supposed to be like, right? I guess. Okay, but what you're either unaware of or being willfully ignorant about is. The fact that pizza is as it is now, as we understand it, as like the shit that Ninja Turtles eat, right? The things that mutant trained in martial arts turtles eat. Sure. <laughs> who are also teenagers. Yeah. And look what they, they're, they're very teenagers. Hor- yeah, they're hormonal. They're hormonal, mutant, extremely uh, dangerous. Do you think they like jack off? Yeah. 
What's I mean, the sexuality of the Ninja Turtles? I don't really know. I don't. I'm sure that's why they live in a sewer. Well, they hang out with like April and Neil, and like they all kind of have crushes on her. But like, it's not like any of them are like seriously romantically. I've I haven't <laughs> pursuing her. I mean, I don't know. I think there's. You know what? You know what's also. Well, why would you, why would they be attracted to a human? They're turtles. Well, I don't know if they're. I don't know, man. They're they're mutants, so maybe they. The gross I'm not, <laughs> sexuality of the Ninja Turtles. I know, I'm not going to speculate about the sexuality of, but hold on, your of point, teenage but, mutant Ninja Turtles. But listen, your point is bullshit, <laughs> because what you're saying, I mean, well, oh, oh, fucking, uh, what, 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 did you like spaghetti and meatballs? Noodles come from China, Ben, you fucking asshole. So oh, what? how come we're not having Szechuan sauce with our goddamn uh, meatballs? You're the one who's saying that. You're the one who's saying that we should no, just stick to the original. you said that you have to stick to the original. No, book. I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. I was, I was using you called that. New York style I pizza bullshit. Cited- it's the best type of pizza there is and you're a piece of garbage that's your opinion no it's not <laughs> it's your opinion okay <laughs> look i'm not about to fucking say that chicago style is better all right because that's not true it's not it's not i know and detroit style it's lasagna Chica- detroit style pizza is chicago pizza that got like dropped on its head when it was born like, no it, it isn't no detroit style pizza is actually good i've never had it but i, I know you've never had it that's what's also frustrating okay that you haven't even tried this you're fucking condemning this you're like a fucking spanish inquisitor you're just like oh i don't <laughs> even know any uh, uh, this person and i'm just gonna fucking condemn him to die on the stake of fire well I mean, look, the Spanish Inquisition was 90% right. I think I think we can both agree. We're both Catholic. <laughs> yeah, it was sure, right. I guess so. Did I tell you that... Um, I don't even really know what they did. I don't know anything with the Spanish Inquisition. All well, I know is that no one ever expects it. Well, no one ever expects it. And basically, people go up to you and they go, hey, uh, are you Jewish? And then if they go, yeah, then they go, all right. <laughs> Get on oh, the pile. it was a Jewish thing? It was, yeah, so it was in... <laughs> The Spanish Inquisition. I don't man, know anything about we should, it. You don't know anything about the Spanish Inquisition. I guess I never learned. I don't know. I never learned Basically, about it. Basically, it's what happened. So Spain decided that after they kicked all the Muslims out and there was a large Jewish population in Spain, too. Yeah. They basically they were like, said, oh, we could do that to them, too. They were like, they were like hey, uh, if you're not Catholic, <laughs> you're going to hell. But also we're going to send but you But also there. we're going to send you there right now. Nice. <laughs> Get on this pile of flaming fucking sticks. Oh, no. We're going to burn you alive. And they burned a lot of people alive. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was mostly Jews, but also a lot of Muslims, because Hmm. there were Muslims who were still sticking around in Spain at the time, because they did own that country before the fucking Catholics took over. Yeah. Yeah. La Reconquista. The moops. Yeah, they they kicked out, they pushed out the moops. They all the moops to get going. (laughs) That's one of the funniest. Oh, I'm sorry. Moops. (laughs) It's a misprint. It's funny because he's the, a boy in a bubble. The bubble boy is right, though, because it was clearly a misprint. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, it's but he was such a moop. jerk. <laughs> he was just the meanest boy in a bubble ever. Yeah, I know. But also, like, George was being just as petty. Oh, yeah. Like, based off of a fucking typo. It was a typo. They're the pettiest people. It's the pettiest <laughs> ep- uh, fucking uh, sitcom that's ever existed. <laughs> yeah, Seinfeld is really just, like, kind of... All those people are really horrible. I mean, I mean like, think about the, the, the Kramer the, wasn't petty, but he was also very uh, careless and negligent. And that's yeah. why in that same episode, he ends up burning down Susan's dad's cabin. Yeah, he's also a little, <laughs> he's pretty selfish, too. Uh, but like the thing about like like think about the lengths they went to prove that that ice cream was had fat in it. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, that yeah. episode? Like mm-hmm. they went to a scientist to be like, we have to make sure that this is non fat. What's the verdict? <laughs> Fat. I just remember him saying that. 
Yeah. Fat. Thanks for it's so ru- much fat. Thanks for ruining my dad's business, you fuck. The <laughs> little kid called him a fuck. Oh yeah, he gets bleeped in that episode, right? Yeah. It's so fucking good. <laughs> oh yeah, because Oh Jerry, Jerry he's a, a pro- funny fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Seinfeld, baby. Man. Those were the days. Yeah, I never saw any Detroit pizza on that fucking show. Yeah, because it was in New York, you asshole. Yeah. <laughs> well, they have Chinese food there. What does that have to do with anything? China's in China, bitch. Okay, but but that's Ooh, an ethnic enclave. Owned. No, unless unless you're talking about a certain enclave, there's no oh. Detroit enclave. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a race scientist, as a race that. scientist, I know exactly what you're talking about. Sure. Well, I didn't mean that, but um, yeah. Now you don't sound so good. No, now I sound hateful. <laughs> No, no, actually, no, no, there, there is there Detroit is a, shit, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, there about. is a little Detroit in New York. It's called Harlem. Yeah, <laughs> little Detroit. <laughs> if they call Harlem little Detroit. That would be um, problematic, to say the least. I think Harlem is getting, like, mad gentrified now. I mean, it's been getting mad gentrified, yeah. yeah. So, um, so is, um, I guess, everything. I guess everything, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's the yeah, white genocide is really going on. That's why it's white genocide, man. I'm so like, I don't know. It doesn't. Yeah, it kind of seems like it's not happening. I mean, yeah, I don't think it is either. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I haven't done a, a ton of research into white genocide, but it seems a weird thing to worry about. I Yeah, I would say so. I mean, yeah. it's not a big deal. You know, it's weird. So I and, and if it does happen. Eh, all right. Well, I was was easy for you to say. Uh, I, uh, yeah. Well, you're actually an example of white genocide. Now, now, now that I look at you, how? <laughs> what do you because, mean? So I an thought, example of white genocide. Because I thought that white genocide meant like people were like killing white people. Like that's why I thought it was because that's what genocide is. Yeah. But uh, apparently, it's not what it is. Apparently, there's a group of um, upset white gentlemen on the internet. Sure. And they their thing is that like 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 interbreeding with other races is white genocide. And it's like, oh, in like 50 years, the white race will be gone. Oh, that's what it is, apparently. But it's like that's what they mean by that. Yeah. Hey, buddy, go to the Midwest. You're fine. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be fine. You know what I mean? Honestly, like it's there's a lot. There's there's... (laughs) go to Iowa. Here's the deal. Fine. Here's the deal. There's a lot of us in this country. You know what I mean? Like, don't worry about it. You know what's kind of creepy? Just as creepy as a white person saying them white genocide about about other races oh say us saying us yeah <laughs> when you're white yeah. is just as unsettling well <laughs> yeah i guess it is a little bit weird but so yeah that's what it is apparently it's not yeah. like we're getting killed it's like we're just being like we're just having sex out. with other people yeah, yeah i guess i don't know yeah <laughs> isn't that weird i had no idea i guess i don't know it's all stupid yeah it's all fucking stupid because honestly it should it, it's better for all of us to be mixed race anyway because it uh, helps our fucking immunity and our genetic health. Oh, oh yeah. I never yeah. thought about that. Yeah, that's why Irish people are. We look the way we do. We yeah. have. I have look, no like immunity. Constantly, built up. constantly in a disease. Well, I was thinking about this. Where like, <laughs> I was trying to write a joke about this. Where it's like, I just think it's funny when it's like someone's like, yeah, I'm like 100 percent anything. It's like, oh well, then you just had like very racist ancestors. We're just like, oh, 100%. oh, you're 100 Italian. Like, oh, okay, like, yeah. <laughs> there's no way you guys are cool. <laughs> I'm fucking 100 percent Italian. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, you wanna. <laughs> Have you ever seen True Romance? Yeah, of course. Okay, so remember when that scene 
Or Dennis Hopper, who's yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. You remember the scene? Okay, I you know do. what he's talking about. Yeah, Ben's constantly quoting that scene. It's, it's really strange. Not, but it's, <laughs> like it's interesting because the other day, but uh, he's kind of right. Like because because also Southern Italy and Sicily were also taken over by the Moops. The Moops, yeah, yeah, who are uh, of a somewhat more swarthy pers- persuasion. Sure, right. So, <laughs> well, I just remember one time uh, recently, a buddy of mine came over, and uh, Ben found out he was was Sicilian, and Ben goes, "Well, you know, it's interesting because Sicilians were spawned," and I went, "Ben." <laughs> You're the one who knows how that scene starts. Yeah, I've seen so it a lot. So fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it so many times. That's a great movie, man. It is a really good movie, yeah. A QT. QT. Quentin oh, Tarantino. Quentin, yeah, well, he just wrote it. He, he wrote it. It's not, a, it's not a QT joint. It's just a screenplay. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a, yeah. It's a QT, uh, I don't know, papers or something. Yeah. Yeah. That were rolled up in a uh, directorial blunt. Man, what a weird thing. Someone th- else. I don't know. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good film. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Christina Parrish had never seen it. Yeah, and uh, I sh- I just showed her that scene, and she was like, "What the fuck is this movie?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, it's pretty, yeah." <laughs> well, uh, so there's this yeah, there's this director. So this is like really. Is w- <laughs> this director named Quentin Tarantino who yeah. really likes to say the n word? Sure. <laughs> well, um, and he hides that out of uh around. You know, very well-made art, I guess. It's a little odd. Yeah, I, I never, <laughs> yeah. I've never really been able to reconcile some of that stuff. I know. Being honest, what's the? It's like what's the opposite of a diamond in the rough? It's like a turd in the rough, like yeah, <laughs> or something. It's just like, oh man, this movie was really good until you kept saying the n word yeah, over and over. What's racism in the rough? Racism in the rough. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, the Quentin Tarantino story. Yeah, why not? Yeah, that'll be that'll be its own eight-hour-long movie. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, well, I read this thing. He's like, "Yeah, I'm putting. I'm gonna re-release Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with ten extra minutes." I'm like, "Yeah, that's what that fucking film needed. <laughs> I needed more footage, more scenes that I thought to myself, well, this clearly could have been trimmed.' Wait, Once Upon a Time in America? That Once was Upon him? a Time in Hollywood? Oh, in Hollywood? Did I say America? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Um, it is very long. Okay, really? It is. He's just. It's just getting longer. He's just. With like Stephen King, no no one's editing him anymore. Oh yeah, I guess yeah. <laughs> like Stephen King, it's so wild because like his early novels are like these very trim, you know, three hundred page things or whatever mm-hmm. that you could finish in like, you know, a day or two, and then like his like stuff now is just like ten billion pages, and you're like, what is this? Yeah, I read like half of the Stand, and I was like, ah, that's it. Well, yeah, the Stand has like a two versions. <laughs> I kind of want to read the. Well, you know what's weird at the Stand is that they like. The original one came out in, I believe, the 80s, I think. Probably the 80s. I the feel 80s. like the eight, late 80s. Yeah. Like that. The, the, uh, and then, then and, it, and it took place in, I believe, in the 70s. And then what happened was in the 90s, they re-released it uncut. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but like, but <laughs> me, meaning like, um, because his original manuscript it was gonna. It was. It was literally too big to read. Like they. Yeah. It was like we, this is gonna be separated into two books, and people are gonna be like, "Well, fuck this." And so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they they re-released it uh, with all that extra stuff in there, uh-huh. but they didn't like update any of the references. It's the weirdest thing. So it's like the '90s, and someone's like babysitting for like two dollars, and you're like, <laughs> "What?" Yeah, and like someone doesn't account for inflation. No, like that and someone is like mentions that they were in Vietnam, and it's like, but you're like thirty. Like yeah, it doesn't make yeah, any yeah. sense. <laughs> like he didn't update anything. He didn't. He didn't change anyone's ages. He didn't change the pat. He just yeah. 
had to add extra stuff with that. Fu- What's that guy, Johnny? What was that guy's name? It doesn't matter. The kid. They had to add the kid. Oh, I don't know. The, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Look He's at like that. this crazy guy. It doesn't matter. I only read half of it, and that was like <laughs> the first time around. Trash can um, man. Remember him? Maybe. I just remember Cibola, and then there was some guy. Some Who? guy. Cibola? Cibola was like this town. It's. I think it stood in for Vegas or something. Oh, okay. Which is where the dark guy. Well, they they end up going to Vegas. Yeah. Well, there's two sides, right? One is yeah. in Vegas, and one is in like Colorado, Colorado or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mother Abigail. Duh. Oh, versus, that's right. Mother Abigail versus a uh, flag, Randall Flag. Yeah, Randall Flag. Okay, who that's goes, coming who, back to me. Who has a, who goes by a bunch of names? Martin Broadcloak. Uh, wh- uh, what else? Uh, Broadcloak. Wal- Walter Paddock. Uh, what else? He if went you by met a guy uh, named Richard, was, Richard Fannin. Have you met a guy whose last name the Covenant was Bro- Man was Broadcloak? <laughs> would you would you like believe him that that was his real name? No, but he <laughs> was also Broadcloak. <laughs> he, well, he was like a wizard and shit back in the day. Ro- Randall Flagg has a very interesting history, and unfortunately, we don't have enough time to go into it. Okay, we can do that in the fucking Patreon or something. Um, Maybe. But uh, anyway, so <laughs> let's get back to this. To this, We haven't even begun to broach the surface of our topic, okay? That's weird. I know. Isn't that crazy? What is it, like 15 minutes? <laughs> a little longer than that. Um, a little longer? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. All right, well, let's get into it. So, uh, episode Okay, w- Ben. Episode, episode 108. <laughs> Uh, we're talking about uh, we're talking sports. We're talking sports. Yeah, was this just a sports podcast? Sports now? talk with Ben Sherlock. <laughs> just Ben, yeah. like Ben. Here's what I would love to do. I'd love Ben to be a nationally syndicated, like sports radio guy, like drive, like afternoon drive time. Sure. And what it is is you know nothing about sports. Neither do I. But you know nothing about sports. And what it is is um, the producer gives you the news of the day, the sports news, three minutes before like the show <laughs> starts. Like your theme song's playing as he gives you the news. And you just yeah. look at it and you're like, I don't know who any of these people are. And you just have to talk about it and take phone calls. And you're so nervous. And you're just <laughs> guessing. So people are, like, people are like, hey, what do you think about Westbrook? You think they should like trade him? And you're like, oh, no. Yeah, maybe. And you're like, but you make, but like, you you're so like, you have to be confident in sports radio, so you just make very declarative statements, but you can't back them up. You're like, he absolutely should be traded. Like, why? And you're just like, ah, and hang up on him. <laughs> you just scream. I would just start talking about how I think it kind of seems like slavery a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, million dollar slavery. I I yeah. love when uh, professional athletes say that. Oh yeah, you're getting paid. Oh, the league minimum in the NBA is one million dollars. Yeah, but they're only working for like four years. That's four million dollars. I know, but then they fucking blow it because they don't have any fucking financial education at all. Basketball players now, basketball players can play for a long time. Well, they can, fine, but like not not the NFL. What do you mean? What? Not the NFL. No. I mean, like they they get like four years tops, and then they get fucking full on like well, they're... Early, early on onset Alzheimer's. Yeah. And don't know what they're doing with their money, blow it, and then have to work at a fucking car dealership for the rest of their lives. Yeah, I, I don't see what that has to do with slavery, but yeah. I'm I mean, not it's saying kinda, it's the best system. I'm just saying that it's kind of I don't know. It's it's pretty. Uh, they're getting paid. That's so. They're getting paid so much money. For yeah, throwing so a ball what? around. So what? That's, that's a lot of slavery. That's a lot of money for uh, that they don't know what to do with. Like what they the, literally what don't do, know what, what to do, do with it. slavery. Because they're working. They're working in a way. First How much of all, money they get that paid, is abusive. What? What? What is abusive? The fucking things that they have to do. Your attitude, frankly. 
All right. This isn't what we're talking about. All right. Yeah. We're talking about a fucking French fuck who's definitely not a, prof- a professional football player. No, I have to imagine. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know who this person is, but I have to imagine they would not okay. have the easiest time. <laughs> okay. So you want to hear this guy's Sacre name? Bleu. Just gonna beat the shit out of him, dude. Oh man, it would be so funny if you tried to play football. <laughs> Who is him? Who, who is him? Who, who is, is him? Who is? Hey man, who is him? Hey man, who is him? Hey man, I want to learn philosophy, man. Who is him? We learn about today. Hey man, I can't come to my philosophy lessons. I gotta go drown in the crick. Crick? <laughs> the crick? Drown? I like drowning. In the I have crick, to too. go drown. Yeah. <laughs> um, I blasphemed against Jesus. Now I gotta go drown. Um. <laughs> So, okay, this guy uh, has the most French name of all time, I think. It's uh, Jean-Francois <laughs> <laughs> Lyotard. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, this guy was born in uh, Vincennes, France Whoa. in 1925, uh, and he died in 1998 of leukemia. So good for him. Wait, when was he born? Uh, 1925. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> this is an okay run. It's pretty good. What is Dying that? Dying from leukemia is, is upsetting, but everything It's a little else. rough. But yeah. he was 73. Uh, pretty good. He um, So he's really important because he probably, uh, in, I don't know, he, he encapsulates uh, and has the most, uh, like, tied up in a nice little bow package uh, interpretation of what postmodern philosophy is. Okay? Oh, great. We've talked about this a couple times. <laughs> Uh, but postmodernism, it's one of those confounding <laughs> movements in philosophy that uh, yeah. no one can ever seem to agree on. Yeah. And, and, and what it means. <laughs> postmodernism in literature is kind of like that a little bit. Yeah. Like... So, and what's more infuriating is that uh, whenever you're asked, uh, well, what is postmodernism? Uh, it's always defined as, well, what isn't postmodernism? You know, it's like one of those things where, like, you don't know where. <laughs> Uh, you don't know where the line starts and the line ends, you know, um, and that's sort of the point. That's what's wow. kind of the infuriating part about it, where it's like, oh, well, it's sort of indefinable, but that's sort of the point of post- postmodernism, huh. which I kind of hate a little bit. Yeah, stuff like that is a little annoying. <laughs> it's a little annoying, but it is a little interesting to get into because there's some interesting points, and uh, it's... Um, I don't know. Sometimes it's a little fun to not know where you can find purchase, you know, on uh, let's say you're like out treading water in a sea of confusion. I am familiar. Yeah. (laughs) So all I do is tread. Postmodernism basically says instead of giving you a bedrock for you to lay your feet on uh, and find your place in uh, postmodernism basically just tells it tries to tell you uh, it's okay (laughs) to keep treading water because everyone's treading water. No one knows what they're talking about. Uh, we're all confused, and we're all uh, basically being pulled apart in this like scattershot, uh, entropically filled universe that means nothing. Heard. <laughs> so basically, there is no point, and that's the point. Okay. Does that make sense? So yeah. that's postmodernism. <laughs> well, great. Yeah. So. It's a lovely chat on a Thursday afternoon. <laughs> you look so annoyed. Well, because uh, I mean, like, well, what do you think? <laughs> like, what's your opinion? I mean, I agree, but it's still like ugh. it's it's upsetting, though, right? I mean, that's it's kind of like weird. Yeah. Well, so he wrote this really important book called uh, in 1979 called "The Postmodern Condition," and that's where that's probably that's actually the first time 
that a philosopher has used actually used the word postmodernism or postmodern to refer to the movement itself or to that that line of thinking itself. He's the OG. He's well, no, that's the thing because he's not the OG. He's the he came later. Uh, all the people who are considered postmodernists or postmodern thinkers before him had been sort of hinting at this at this sort of thing, but never called it out. Never used the word postmodern like Derrida, Foucault. Baudrillard, um, uh, to a lesser extent, like Roland Barthes, these, they're all French. Derry, they're all French, by Derry the way. Derrida sounds like a noise I'd make if someone asked me a question I wasn't expecting. <laughs> so, Ben, ask me, uh, yeah, hey, are um, those files ready? Yeah, hey, are those files ready? Derrida, <laughs> yeah, give me a minute. It's a, it also sounds kind of like, yeah, like, uh, like Kennedy being put on the spot. Derrida. Uh, <laughs> um, but this guy, Leotard, um, he was finally kind of the one to say, all right, it's kind of bullshit that uh, no one knows what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a little weird to be like, so what do you do? Uh, you wouldn't understand. Yeah. What? So he's kind of the first one to be like, okay, well, let's let's actually put this into a historical context and let's fucking actually define it. Let's define post postmodernism. Yeah, let's stop being assholes. Yeah, basically, he was like the first the first French guy to be like, and of course, it's the guy who's like the most French sounding name. <laughs> was the guy was basically the guy who was like, hey, let's like not be so French for once, <laughs> and just like use clear language. Look, I know this is gonna sound, but we need to stop being so French. Yeah. <laughs> um. And so, you know, be- between pulls from a cigarette, he goes, uh, <clears throat> basically, postmodernism is defined, or he defines it anyway, as uh, the um, the fall of, of meta-narratives or the doubt of meta-narratives, basically, or the undermining of meta-narratives. And so meta-narratives, you have to understand, are basically the way the way that knowledge is kind of structured and consolidated into one grand narrative right okay so for example one is just the enlightenment what a grand narrative <laughs> yeah exactly i mean the like, narrative tonight was grand <laughs> the, the narrative tonight what do you mean like a play yeah <laughs> yeah i just love the narrative well so when he talks about a narrative he's talking about uh how how you place all of these theories and uh thoughts and how do you contextualize them in your own head uh, based on what you've observed in history and in your culture and all that shit, okay? So he basically says that one grand narrative is the Enlightenment, how uh, starting from about the 1600s onward, the main value in Western society was basically like reason will solve everything. Uh, Better. Yeah, scientific uh, progress will just keep on going and it will eventually lead to this point where we all get to know everything in the universe and everything will be fine and orderly and understandable and like there will be no no more surprises uh and nothing will be left up to faith anymore it's all like you know you just apply your reason to everything and everything will be fine that's like the enlightenment grand meta narrative basically nice. okay um and then that didn't work out <laughs> okay <laughs> oh man um, and that didn't work out pretty early on uh it didn't work out pretty much 
not even like a century later. Uh, in 1848, uh, there was, I don't know how much you know about history or European history, but uh, um, I, I bet it's a lot. <laughs> I know some of it. I, 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 me and history is weird because there are certain things that I know like a lot about. And then there are certain things like the Spanish Inquisition with the, that whole moop business. Yeah. Where I just been like, I, I what? <laughs> um, well, do you know? OK, do you know what happened in the 18th century or the 19th century, basically? At all, like what a vague, open-ended question that is. Do you know what happened in the 19th century? A lot of stuff. Yeah, the Civil War. Uh, what else? Napoleon. Napoleon. Uh, okay, yeah. There what you else go. happened in, in Civil the Civil War was in America? I'm talking about European, just European history. Oh, do you know what? How? What, what's a main thing that happened in the 19th century in Europe? Well, there was uh, Napoleon acting a fool. Napoleon was acting a fool. Yeah. That's definitely true. Yeah. Okay. He was actually kind of a culmination. A lot of a lot of philosophers at the time saw him as a culmination of the Enlightenment thinking, right? Like he's this like grand emperor, but he was still like subscribing to reason. He came out of the fucking French Revolution after they had cast aside like, you know, the influence of the church and uh and the nobility and now everything is like, you know, sort of democratic, even though that's not true at all because he was a fucking autocrat. Uh he suffered from Napoleon syndrome. Kind of. I, that's that's kind of debatable because he wasn't even that short. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, not really. How tall was he? I don't know. I think he was like 5'5". Five, five. I mean, I know that's Th- short, I mean, but that's that not sucks. like... <laughs> yeah, but that's not like <laughs> super short. He wasn't like tiny. <laughs> I don't know, man. Five, like I, mm, right. <laughs> I mean, I'm 5'6". I'm not that short. Ben, you're taller than Napoleon. No, I am. <laughs> like that's that sucks so bad. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I think it kind of rules. It's like it's it's, it's like if it's like saying I'm thinner than someone. <laughs> it's like all right, what? I mean, yeah, you're th- I think you're thinner than Churchill technically. <laughs> I, well, then, oh God, I think I, I think I am right. I don't know. I, I hope so. <laughs> I'm gonna look up how thin. What if I googled how thin was Churchill? How fat was Churchill? Yeah. <laughs> how fat? Oops. What if they just? And what if the only websites you find it just uh, gives it in stones? Oh no! <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, yeah. He was a uh, sixteen stone love. I <laughs> he weighed sixteen. I sixteen stone. <laughs> I know roughly. You know, when you see how many pounds something costs, I, I can go in my head. Okay, that's probably about this much in American dollars. Yeah. I I refuse to look up. What what stone means? Oh, he's twenty stone. I'll never look up. What stone that is fourteen. Pounds. I don't want to know. I don't want to. Fourteen pounds. Why do they call it fourteen pounds? <laughs> I know. Isn't that stupid? Fourteen pounds. Yeah, stone is fourteen pounds. Hey, meet me at three thirty nine. What the fuck? That's so weird. What I don't a know strange why. number. I know. I don't know why. Are you sure, dude? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's it's fourteen pounds. That is so so ten stone. Dumb. Like I weigh. I maybe weigh like one point. One or one point two? No, wait, no, no, no. I weigh yeah ten point. I don't know, maybe ten point five stone. <laughs> or no, maybe I lo- I weigh eleven stone. I think I weigh eleven stones. So the first thing when I when I googled how fat was Churchill, uh-huh. the first thing that showed up was a uh, uh, this question. You know the Cura website or whatever. Uh, oh yeah, it says why was Winston Churchill so fat. <laughs> What an insensitive way to put it. Yeah, but, well, I mean, he's also an imperialist piece of shit, so fuck him. Oh, is he no good? Uh, no, he, I don't think so. I don't think that Churchill was as great as people think he is. 
He 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 didn't want to give uh, India independence for the longest time, and he uh, he said some really racist shit about Gandhi. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, and he also um, who hasn't? Well, mm, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, th- I think there's a lot of people who haven't. <laughs> if you think about it, I mean, like most people, <laughs> yeah, like most people haven't said racist shit about Gandhi. All right, so I found uh, this guy, a uh, man named uh, Don Philipson, answered this question. Okay. Uh, Thank you, Don. Here we go. Churchill never exercised, enjoyed his food and drinking cigars, and had plenty of opportunities for fine dining. It appears Churchill enjoyed polo when young, but despised all other sports. His lifelong activities were politics and writing, and neither conductive to athleticism. So yeah, we didn't. But we didn't find how much he weighed, though. I bet he was fat as shit. Well, yeah, he had to have been. He, he must have been. I mean, he was a he was a corpulent gentleman. Oh, he was corpulent. He was corpulent. Yeah. <laughs> like he was so he was, <laughs> He definitely bought the bracelet, you know what I mean? Oh, he bought the bracelet. Like you can hear it in his speeches. He has that fat voice, Let's you know. See. Winston Churchill was said to weigh 6 stones. What? Well, wait. Okay, then maybe a stone is more than 14 pounds. Cuz th- that that would mean 16 times 4 is what? Well, just try to do this. It was 16 times four? Uh, uh, oh, that's... 80, 84. That's yeah. only 84 pounds. No, he can't weigh There's 84 no pounds. There's no way. If that's, well, that's if his stone is 14 pounds. All right, well, I got to look that up. Okay, look up look up how much a stone is. While you're doing that, I'll keep going. So, okay. This guy, uh, Leotard, I'll give him. I'll give you a little bit more... 14 pounds. Yeah, so, no, so it can't be six stones. That Whoever wrote six stones is wrong. <laughs> they wrote it in all caps. <laughs> six stones. <laughs> well, the entire sentence. Oh. <laughs> the hell? All right, keep going. I'll but that would make, out. yeah, that would make 84 pounds. There's no, there is, no, Pat, there's no way he would have, he weighed 84 pounds. <laughs> what if he did? He just, ca- he just carried it so poorly. <laughs> carried, carried what so poorly? The weight. That's 84 pounds. <laughs> Like that's enough for like his skeleton, maybe, and maybe his skin, and that's it. <laughs> that dude was fat as shit. Well, you know. Okay. Anyway, so this guy Leotard, uh, he um, he studied philosophy at a pretty early age. Uh, and <laughs> bless you, bless you, bless you, um, Fox News, and uh, he, uh. He graduated from the Sorbonne, and this is a really funny thing I read, too. Uh, <laughs> when I was reading about him, they go, uh, he graduated for the Sorbonne, and that graduated from the Sorbonne, and then in parentheses, it goes, uh, he failed the entrance exam twice, so he couldn't get into the more prestigious uh, Ecole Normale Supérieure. So there's this other school that's even more prestigious than the Sorbonne that he couldn't get into. Dang. <laughs> and this article I was reading made a point of saying that. <laughs> he wasn't good enough. Yeah, which is like, okay, guys, why is that? That's kind of mean. But um, but anyway, so this guy, uh, he uh, taught philosophy for a little while, and then he ended up kind of getting distracted with uh, like Marxism and just kind of being a communist <laughs> for a while. <laughs> Which, uh, which you know, tends to distract you, uh, and he uh, he moved to, uh, and this is interesting because if you read anything about the postmodernists, and I know you won't, uh, <laughs> but they all have this one kind of weird thing in common. Yeah, they all have some sort of connection to Algeria. 
Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, not just not just the postmodernists, but like the French existentialists too. Like Camus was born in Algeria. Um, Derrida was born in Algeria. Uh, this guy Lyotard, he was born in France, but he uh, spent a lot of time in Algeria, and they spent all this time sort of like helping the Algerian natives like agitate against the French because Algeria was a was a French colony uh, for a long time, uh, and kind of help them, you know, uh, launch their revolution against against the French. All right, which by and the it way was it televised? Um, some of it, yeah. Some of it was televised. Uh, a lot of it was put into film. Uh, and, uh, it was a bad look for the French. It was, yeah. ba- it was basically like, what's funny is it was basically France's Vietnam, except for the fact that they also owned Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then we had to kind of help them out in Vietnam. And then Vietnam became our Vietnam. Dang, France. <laughs> yeah. So blame the French for Vietnam, basically, but also blame the French for Algeria. Um, the Algerians did not like living under French rule. And a lot of like left-wing French thinkers who were sympathetic with, with them either moved down there or they came from there and they helped sort of agitate and organize and radicalize people there and, and try to get them to... Radical, dude. Yeah, radi- yeah radical. Pretty radical. Um, the radical Republicans. No, not... Remember them? I do remember them. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> Remember the radical Republicans? They were just so fucking rad. <laughs> Which is so funny to think about. John McCain just on the surfboard. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's you know what's really nuts is that how the Republican Party is really not at all what it was. Well, what <laughs> when I it love first started. What I love is when conservatives <laughs> do this like really and it's it's a thing where I, I know they think they're being so smart when they do it, where it's like, well, uh Abe Lincoln. Republican, yeah, uh, yeah, I fucking know that. I know that. But like, you're being, you're being obtuse, yeah, right now. and you're being shitty, and the fact that you're, and and you're being just historically ignorant, yeah, because the party switched during civil rights because you hate black people. Yeah, you ended up hating black people like way later. Yeah, you actually kind of were into black people at first. Yeah, and then decided to just like I don't know, I hate them now. Once because... you go black, you uh, change political size. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's in, in the twentieth century. Actually, the Republican Party is actually proof that once you go black, you can go back. Yeah, they went back very, <laughs> very hard. hard. <laughs> but also, it's like, uh, like, um, Rose, the like Teddy Roosevelt was a Republican, and he was like trust busting right and like dismantling monopolies yeah and uh you know basically curtailing a lot of things that made it easy for like rampant capitalism to spread Mm. and then it just switched like like that in like the 60s 50s 60s well yeah because when yeah civil rights and all that they were like oh wait you know what i don't think we like this anymore and then they're like we like these rich white people huh seems like we're like on the right side of history, how do we change that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we used to be radical Republicans during what was that Civil War, right? It was right after. The right Civil after, War. I think it was right after the Civil War, and I think there were radical. I think the radical Republicans were, there, were basically just a wing of the Republican Party, the Antebellum that- South. No, it was postbellum. It was after the war. Oh, of course, and yeah, of course, yeah. Anti- no, it's okay. It's okay because anti and there's anti and anti. Yes, and they're two different prefixes. I was I was always anti bellum. 
Yes, anti-war. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but antebellum with an E means before the war. When we were learning about that in school, me and my friend Brian Crane, it is go, confusing and it's bullshit. Actually, we would go, yeah, it's very odd. I hate it. We, we would go antebellum to each other. That was like our joke. And then we knew this kid <laughs> named a Mike. Weird joke. Yeah. Then we knew, was it, we knew this kid named Mike Donham, and, uh-huh. we, and that changed to Auntie Donham. And then we learned about Antietam, and we were like, "Holy shit!" I was gonna say Antietam. <laughs> yeah, we called it Auntie Donham. We call we we, were, we referred to Antietam as Anti Donham, and also like. <laughs> The antebellum South as Anti Donham. It was it was a little confusing. <laughs> Mike Donham, man, that Swedish son of a bitch. I don't remember Mike Donham. You remember him? Yeah, yeah. I think I met him once or twice. He, ah, Donham. Yeah, he was this oddly legendary figure in our crew of dudes because like he wasn't around a lot, but like so when he wasn't around, we would just talk about him all the time. Yeah, like Donham. But then like you know what I mean? Like we just talk about this guy all the time, and then like you'd show up every once in a while, and it's like oh he's just some guy. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't legendary at all. I remember because I, he, he, you and like James had built him up a lot. Yeah, just by talking about him. We and talked then I, about him all the time. Yeah, and then I met him and I was like, I don't he's get just it. some guy. I'm just like, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get this. I, there's nothing to get. <laughs> we we were 16. We just thought it was kind of funny to be like, oh, it's Donham. Donham's coming. Hey, it's Donham. And then he just show up and he's just some guy. Yeah, he was wearing like a bas- a backwards basketball cap or something or a baseball. Yeah, cap. he wore yeah he wore hats a lot. And I was like, this sucks. This guy sucks. No, he's all right. <laughs> no, I mean, I didn't think he sucks, but it's just like this is so underwhelming. I videotaped his wedding, <laughs> and like I didn't know a lot of people there, uh, and so like his dad was like, it's, 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 it's like fr- it's like from Sweden, yeah, uh, and he was like, eh, why don't you go ahead and uh, videotape everything? And I was like, sure. And so, uh, I, were you like, why are you Italian? Yeah, well, I can't do a Swedish accent. So every time <laughs> I did impressions of his parents, I would do them as an Italian accent. That's something else I just remembered. Uh, yeah, so I just videotaped the wedding. It's kind of weird. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's Donham. Jesus. Yeah, dude. Okay. So anyway, this guy, Leotard, which is, I, I think it's so funny that his name is Leotard. Yeah. He, <laughs> he um, when he was in Algeria, he was uh, a Leo kinda- Libtard. A Leo Li- oh well so here's the thing this is kind of interesting so he started off as a marxist and then he realized that he kind of hated that shit <laughs> what are you smiling at <laughs> i don't want to say i'll tell you <laughs> all right fine <laughs> anyway so as a, he started off as a marxist and then he kind of uh he had this displeasure this distaste of like uh the, these grand narratives, right? That that we were talking about earlier. And yeah. Marxism is another version of that. It's another like meta narrative that basically says, you know, this is what's going to happen. This is how history is going. Uh, it's inevitable. Uh, it's going to lead to this point. And um, you know, you either agree with it or you're, you know, or you're wrong, right? Uh, and oh, he's a uh, modern day liberal. Who, Leotard? Yeah. So not quite. He's because not because that's. The... That's their attitude. What you you either agree with it or you're wrong. You agree with me or you're wrong. Yeah. Well, that's everybody. That's yeah. that's ultimately they what he says. They seem to do it a lot more. I mean, I very liberal, but I don't like liberals. Sure. I think I we mean, talked about this. It's it's like being a fan of Tool. Yeah, sort of. It's like but I really I mean, like this, but I hate everyone who likes it. Well, that's what he's getting at. Okay, yeah. so it's just, so slow down because you're kind of on the same page as he is without even reading the book. Um. <laughs> uh. He, what he's saying is that you see this everywhere. You don't see it just with Marxists. You don't see it just with liberals. You also see it with conservatives. You see it with 
people who are like really into science, right? Ugh. People who are like really into uh, religion, mm. right? Uh, it's basically any time you meet someone who has a grand totalizing ideology that is supposed to explain everything. Yeah. And so basically anybody who has all the answers, right? Yeah, you can't trust that. You can't trust that at all. That's Fuck his that. whole point. And that's what he's saying. He basically says that's I'm what- such a rebel, dude. What? I'm a rebel. Like, sometimes people go like, here's what you should do. And I look him in the eye and I go, no. Okay, fine. Well, let me ask you a question. Why do you say no? Some, I, you know, look, Ben, <laughs> if you're trying to put some authority on me, I say, no, thank you. I jump on my skateboard and I roll away and I fall off immediately. Yeah, and I've I sc- never seen you. I scrape my knee like through my jeans. It's like really bad. And then I go, can you help me? And they go, all right. Have you ever ridden a skateboard? Um, Not really, no. I don't think so. No. My brother was really good at it for a while. Yeah. I, I never have either. What if we got really... Because there's a bunch of young punks in the Austin comedy scene who skateboard. Yeah. I'm always like, man, what if me and Ben got really into skateboarding? I mean, it would be kind of funny if we got really good at that. Yeah, like really good. Really good. <laughs> and then I started skateboarding everywhere like a poor man's John Raven, a.k.a. Yeah. John Raven. <laughs> right. I was going to say poor man. <laughs> he's a simple man, a simple kind of man. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's a simple kind of man. That's what I think. Whenever I see John Raven on his way to work on his skateboard, uh, I just think to myself, I'll be a simple kind of man. But now, but now he's on like a Vespa. John Raven is like. <laughs> he has a Vespa now? Well, he has like a little, like his, his, his lady friend has like this little like <laughs> Vespa type thing that, that he uses. So and like, I, dude, it's in the. It's probably. So it's, it's, it's so. right there. It's that. It's right there. Really? Yeah. It's that blue one outside. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Every time I pull in, because it's so small that like I'll go to pull into the space, and it's John Rabin's girlfriend's Vespa, and I just yeah. go, Rabin. Also, um, John, I love you. That color sucks. That color blue sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it looks pretty bad. I just saw it. Literally, I could. I literally, I, I looked at it out of the window. I kind of like it. You don't think it's that good? I think it's. I don't like that color blue. All right. Nah, it looks like shit. <laughs> just being mean. We'll leave a note. Just being really judgmental. Just leave a note for John and just be like, okay, I'm gonna leave a, a non-anonymous note. Yeah, <laughs> and sign hey, it. Just, yeah, I'll sign it. Just I love you, like, Ben hey, Sherlock. Hey, it's John. I love you, John. You don't know who this is, but I think you should rethink a lot of things. Love, Ben Sherlock. Ben Sherlock. <laughs> Cuck Nation Studios. Yeah. <laughs> I'm friends with Pat. You know him. <laughs> yeah. So seeing John, I don't know what's funnier, seeing John Rabin scoot around on a Vespa or seeing him on a escape. Like, it's just everything John does to get around is hilarious. It is pretty, yeah, it's pretty funny. I yeah. mean, like every time I see him, when I see him, because he looks so pissed off. All the time. While he's, yeah, he looks really pissed off. Which, you know, I get it. He's, he's, a, he's a 75-year-old man on a Vespa. <laughs> But I, I haven't seen him ride the Vespa yet, but I've seen him <laughs> skate. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it, and I just don't know what to do. We don't make eye contact. <laughs> like, I, like, I, like, I don't think he's into it. Like, I think he just is like, this is a lot easier. But Like, like I don't about, think he's happy about it. What about it. a bike, though? What about a bicycle? <laughs> like, I mean, I don't why know. Is it, why I would rather ride a, ride a Vespa Well, it's a good bike. that he at least has a motorized form of transport now. Yeah, I'm not going to... Whenever I see someone downtown on a bicycle, I'm just like, who... Where, who raised you? Get off well, the bicycle. Sh- yeah, sure. I You're mean, like, freaking it's not a everyone vehicle. Out. Yeah, it's not a vehicle. No. Yeah. Um. I mean, we can talk about the fucking scooters, but that's a whole different thing. Yeah. 
uh, those things I want to fucking kill. I want to kill the people who made them. I want to kill the people who ride them. I want to kill we, all of them. We just have a bloodlust. <laughs> I have a bloodlust, but those scooters really drive me nuts. Well, sometimes they really do. What sometimes what's funny is that you'll see like people put like videos online of them like throwing scooters into like yeah. Ladybird Lake and it's like what are you doing? Bird graveyard, yeah. Not helping anything. <laughs> it's not. Uh, so I, there, like, I fish in there. Like, I, what are I you don't, doing? I don't agree with that. Although, I mean, like Ladybird Lake, you might as well. It's already a lost cause because it kills dogs now. Do you hear, hear about that? No. Oh, it fucking. There's some weird like algae or fungus in there that just like kills dogs. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. If you take a dog, yeah. Okay, so yeah, public service announcement, maybe. Yeah, I guess uh, so. If you live in the Austin area, do not take your dog or any animal that you own as a pet to Ladybird Lake and let it swim in it because it Yo, will wow. die within two hours. Dang. Yeah, I read the really fucked up story about this yeah. woman who brought their dog to to the lake, uh, and after an hour, like the dog kind of stopped walking, like it couldn't walk anymore. There's this algae in there that is like has a, a neurotoxin that basically shuts down a dog's fucking central nervous system, and it kill and it kills them. That so, is really horrific. Yeah. So, sorry to bring it down, but well, you know, I what? figure I should say that. <laughs> well, you know what? What else? <laughs> what uh, is that? Uh, the only way they could they could have saved the dog's life is if they went to kurgis.com. <laughs> I, knew, I knew it. To get I'm the getting... finest pair of slippers. <laughs> I'm getting a little better at seeing where, when this is coming. That you will ever purchase. <laughs> Folks, you've, if you're listening to us and you've got a pair of feet attached to your legs, yeah. you are going to need Kurgis slippers. Why, Ben? Because talk about they, dogs barking. Talk about those darking, dying dogs. Darking. I said darking. Those darking dogs. Those darking dogs. Uh, well, talk they are about darking. those barking, dying dogs. Uh, folks, go to kurgis.com, K-R-Y-G-I-S. Use Yakam. Use our promo code NOTHING in all caps to uh, get 15% off your purchase. Your and purchase. you can use this multiple times. Yeah, which we found out, which is good to know. Yeah, about so, like eight months into the sponsorship. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> So yeah, go to kurgis.com, K-R-Y-G-I-S, Yakam, uh, and use our promo code. Don't you, Folks, don't you want to treat... Your feet, the way they deserve to be treated. Don't yeah. you want to, for once, stand up for yourself? Don't you want your life to mean something? And don't you want to stand up for yourself and be comfortable? And don't, yeah. <laughs> Look, I, if you stand up for yourself, you got to be comfortable. I think yeah. I think we've proven that today. Mm -hmm. So go to Kirkies.com, use our promo code NOTHING in all caps. Do it. Get 15% off. 15%. We've been selling a few, it seems. Oh, really? Yeah, so people are, are, are doing good. Well, that's good news. It supports yeah. our podcast, and it supports Kirgis. So help us out, baby. Baby. And it'll make you feel better after your dog died when you uh, let it swim in Ladybird Lake. Yeah, even though we told you not to. Yeah, seriously don't, though. That's wild. I don't think I heard, I don't think I heard about that. Yeah, I just read a story about it. it was, it's, it's been a couple months now. Um, but anyway, so... Uh, Speaking of grand narratives, <laughs> did you hear that story? Uh, maybe I should tell you later. But <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you now. There was this guy uh, who was like, uh, like beaten pretty badly. Uh huh. Uh, I don't. I don't really know what was going on. I think they were fighting on like a like a basketball court or something. Uh, and then this guy uh, actually ended up being sent to live with his aunt and uncle. Okay. In, in in Bel Air, California. 
and then he became the fuck pr- you, man. He became the Prince of Bel Air. Fuck you. <laughs> they called him the, the the Prince of Bel Air. Why? Why did you decide to do that? I just, just wanted now. to trick you. I know, but well, you kind of got me. <laughs> well, you didn't say. <laughs> You left out where, 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 what city? Oh, it was, was he Phil- in uh, Philadelphia? <laughs> yeah, what side of the city was it? Uh, west, it was yeah, west. It was the west, west side. Okay, yeah. <laughs> was born and raised there. <laughs> and he was just chilling out there, just relaxing. Yeah, I guess so. And then all kinds of nonsense happened. But anyway, so 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 back to back back to Leotard. Okay, so so Leotard, he was playing basketball in West, Philly, <laughs> in West Philly one day. And uh, he got he got beaten up by a bunch of Algerians. Oh no! Um, no, uh, not true. He um, he he was uh, sort of in Marxist mode uh, during this time, and this is like fifty four to sixty two. After sixty two, he became very disenfranchised with Marxism and decided uh, that he was going to reject all grand narratives or all grand meta narratives. Right, so. These things that explain, uh, ex- explain like life or existence or reality in one consistent framework. Uh, he says that they're all they're totalizing, they're totalitarian, and they um, uh, stifle you know uh, personal development, personal growth, and uh, just kind of keep you stunted and stupid, right? Hey. Yeah, well, so so that's why he goes, and he kind of agrees with you when you say like liberals are kind of very they're strident, right? Very uh, well, intolerant in a way. Yeah, they're they're very. It's it's interesting how close minded they are. Yeah, about where it's like you have to believe in this, especially because their values change every like three years. So it's like okay. Yeah. yeah, it's whoever whoever like comes out with a brave story every yeah, like two it's, weeks. It's it's like oh, actually. This is good. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, no, actually. Sure, I guess. But so <clears throat> what happens is basically he. Uh, I'm alt right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, what's what's weird is that like uh, all I hate alt right as a term because it makes it seem like the right is alternative in some way. Yeah. I, when I first when heard it, I thought not. It, I thought it was like. I didn't really know what I thought it was, but I thought it was some sort of like, yeah, we're Republicans, but like we do things a little different. And I'm like, I guess they do kind of. But like, I, I really didn't think it meant what it what I, I looked it up one day and I was like, oh, yeah. Like, isn't it's kind of it's not really that much different than like when you refer to like alt comedy or something like that. Well, that's what I thought that's it what... was. I thought being I thought alt right was the alt comedy of being conservative. And I guess it's just not. Well, I guess not. I guess it's like just an alternative to like uh you just established al- political pra- political parties. You're just allowed to be uh, loud and like shitty. Well, basically, it's kind of like uh, the alt right is like the Antifa of the right. I guess. I mean, like in so far as they use direct action and uh, which is really dangerous coming from the right because they're not using the institutional uh, modes of you know getting their whole plan enacted. Right. Not electing senators or or congressmen that share their political views, they're going out there and, like, you know, murdering people, intimidating people, yeah. uh, you know, stifling dissent, uh, and uh, what's it called? Just sort of advocating for this sort of, like, 
not uh, not not overt, but very tacit, like white supremacy. You know, well, what what the, the alt right stuff? The alt right. I, yeah. I don't think it's very tacit. <laughs> I think it's pretty. Or I guess it's not tacit. That, yeah, that, sure. That's why it's that's why it's alt right because you're allowed to be like. And also, I'm a white nationalist. And I feel like if you said that in like mainstream True. Republican Party five years ago, they'd be like, what? Yeah, but that, <laughs> that, line, that line is blurring. That too, line though. is being very blurred. Very yeah. blurred. <laughs> blurred lines, like yeah. the popular song about rape. <laughs> God damn it. I mean, yeah. They I didn't are, write it. I, I'm not saying you did. <laughs> I never said you did. I never wrote it. <laughs> ben, I'm sick of you telling people I wrote that song. Because it wasn't me. I like how you're accusing me of saying falsities about you, and you have been recorded <laughs> saying <laughs> lies about me. What do you mean? Name one. <laughs> about me being a sexist, about me <laughs> not thinking women have the right to vote. You've, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've said that. Though. I haven't ever said that. Huh. Ever. Okay. Ever once. Okay. Well, you know what, Ben? I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong about you. It always ends up with you saying that, too, when I confront you about it, and you go, okay, I guess I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, anytime there's slightest pushback, I just go, oh, well, you know, must be someone else, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, okay, so just to, to wrap up real quick, I mean, the 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 main thing, there's two two really main things that this guy is talking about. One yes. is a rejection of meta narratives. okay? so well, Finally. Yeah, finally. So he talks... He, when he says that, he means not just like Marxism or Nazism, but also any kind of <clears throat> of grand totalizing narrative that puts everything into a nice little like box, you know, wrapped up in a nice bow. Uh, this shit is is what uh, our dominant ideology is trying to get to happen, no matter what it is, whether it's liberal or conservative or capitalist or communist. It's always trying to. Uh, tie up loose ends and make sure that everything is like it's like the spam of ideology right hmm. trying to make it as digestible as possible so there's no fucking loose ends there's nothing poking in your throat while you're trying to swallow it like it, it, it's supposed to go down easy and he says just like our podcast just like this just like this podcast it goes down easy and smooth yeah easy and smooth well that's what, what T- he's tons saying. of calories though yeah actually so i would say i would argue that our, our podcast does not go down that smoothly uh, because we uh, we, first of all, do not have a central ideology. Uh, I guess not. It uh, meanders at different points. Uh, sometimes we don't finish what we're talking about. Yeah, I guess sometimes also people don't get um, that we're being sarcastic. Yeah, there's a lot of sarcasm. <laughs> I remember one time somebody uh, sent us a DM and it's like, you guys aren't actually like Trump <laughs> guys, are you? Like, no, we're no, just kidding. <laughs> we say we voted for him. Like, we yeah. didn't. And like, and while we didn't vote for Trump, we will vote for him in 2020. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think he's proven himself. <laughs> Which is like, <laughs> so that's the kind of shit that Leotard likes is, uh, is <laughs> this sort of reinvention of genres, reinvention of moods, a lot of irony, which is a very uh, characteristic, uh, uh, a very a very characteristic attribute of postmodernism. Um, it's sort of the dealing with a lot of like pastiche and uh, inconsistencies and being okay with inconsistencies. Uh, and what he's saying is basically that there should be a deconstruction or a dismantling of meta narratives, and there should be an arena where we can just celebrate differences. 
Meta narratives. Meta narratives. Meta narratives. Yeah, he's he's saying fuck meta narratives. Yeah, well, fuck you, bitch. Well, he's like, well, fuck me too, but that's a meta narrative too. Dang. Yeah. Um, kind of thought of everything. Kind of a little bit. Um, and then another thing that kind of plays into that is this notion of what he calls uh, the different, uh, and it's a term that he made up. Here's the thing that that uh, postmodern philosophers love doing. What they love doing this making words up <laughs> they love making up words <laughs> okay uh especially the french ones uh so this guy came up with this term called the different or the different i don't know how you pronounce it in french different. yeah but what he that's how you pronounce it it's basically just pronounced yeah so uh I is <laughs> you know what i just thought of it's just when you squeeze a frog up to the microphone <laughs> you know how uh tim allen had that thing on uh on Home improvement, we would laugh like, ha, ha, yeah, yeah. What if he's doing, yeah, home improvement? But okay, so real quick, and then we can finish that. I never watched that show. I used. I used Nothing to about it. it interested me when I was a kid. I used to watch it at my friend's house uh, because he really liked that show. I didn't really give a shit about it. <laughs> you just go over, hey, Mom, I'm going over to Brendan's house. We're going to watch Home Improvement. Well, <laughs> okay, son. So, I love you, <laughs> so Home no, Improvement. It wasn't, That's what I do. <laughs> no. Uh, my, it was my friend she's Jason. Architect. Yeah, she's an architect, yeah. Uh, but it was my friend Jason's house, Bitch. and he wasn't. I didn't go over to his house to watch Home Improvement. Kind of seemed like he did. No, <laughs> because he was the friend who taught me how to masturbate. Oh, this guy. <laughs> oh, this guy. This guy was an important figure in your life. I mean, I've spent a lot of time with Jay him. Jay Owen yeah, and Home Improvement. <laughs> I mean, he taught me how to look up porn, you know? Wow. <laughs> Jason's the man. I wonder what he's doing now. Uh, he's, uh, he's like a chef in Colorado, I think. Cool. Yeah. He's a, he's a cool dude. I think he's supposed to be visiting me some, at some point. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, sometime this month. Well, yeah. Have you told him that you've told s- tens of thousands of people that, uh, he <laughs> no. taught you how to masturbate? No, I haven't at oh, all. Oh, okay. Well, you probably shouldn't. <laughs> I was going to say. Well, I never mentioned his, his full name, so it's okay. Oh, that's true. And he doesn't listen to the podcast. I hope not. I don't think he does. I'm pretty sure he does. You better block him. I'm not going to block him. Why? He's I'm just going to find out. I'm just going to tell him. Then he's going to come over. And he's going <laughs> to. Yeah, but what, 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 what if like, he came to visit you and you, like, you told him that and he was like, oh, that's kind of funny. And then like later that night, he was like, by the way, I got some new tricks. <laughs> he's like, I'm just putting it out there. If you want some new techniques, I can show you. He, play, he pulls out a briefcase and he opens it on the bed. Oh, no, <laughs> and like, Jason. And there's like <laughs> so many contraptions. No, 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 no. <laughs> And I would be so. You know what I would do? I would Jason, be like, no. I'm listening. Oh, <laughs> I'd be, no. I'd be, I'm not. I'm not saying yes to anything. Sure, but I would like to see. I would like to see what your wares, sir. Yeah, you and Jason deserve each other. <laughs> you perverts pumping away. Yeah. So anyway, so speaking of perverts, this guy Leotard, uh, <clears throat> ultimately he he comes up with also this concept called different difference different. Oh. Yeah. Um, where essentially. Uh, he kind of uh, takes a cue from my main man, Wittgenstein. Yes. Uh, and he talks about these things called language games. So vi- real quick, Wittgenstein talks about language games as these things called forms of life, which is like, so when you are 
talking about something and you're, you know, debating the truth of something, like when you get into like philosophically what something is or you get into an argument or you get into any sort of disagreement over the truth of something, like you have one opinion over here and another opinion over here, right? Uh, what he's, what Wittgenstein says and what Leotard kind of takes from that is that there isn't a fundamental disagreement. They're, they're not wrong. No, neither side is wrong about anything. Well, I'll tell you what is wrong. Um, the fact yeah. that uh, Tim the Cat right now is, uh, there's a bag of fertilizer. Yeah, and he's chewing on the and bag. And he's chewing on the bag. Because he really likes plastic. Yeah. He's, the, a, he's a mentally ill cat. Yeah, he's mentally ill. <laughs> okay, well, you know what? We'll just let him do it. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I'm going to keep talking about this, but I'm going to videotape him. I mean, well, Tim, that. of course he stops the second. Of course he stops, yeah. Oh, wait, there he goes. Your cat was eating the uh, the plastic uh, the whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We'll <laughs> always be recording. There he goes. We'll never stop. I can tell you what that is. It's a, like it? a pla- is it plastic thing? Uh, we'll we'll let, let the, the, the listeners know. Sure. We, Tim the cat has his fair share of supporters, and it really bugs me. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty crazy. Uh, Tim the cat. I took to my vet friend. Um, she said what he has going on, it's um, an aural thing. So it's his ears. His hearing is so hypersensitive, and that's why he chews on plastic constantly. It's why our, ca- uh, our, sh- our shower curtains are torn up all the time. He likes plastic and glue and anything that creates a nice aural sensation in his ears. <laughs> aural, sensa- aural sensation? Aural, yeah, an aural sensation. Awkward. Well, that so sucks. He's masturbating orally. Yes. He's jailing with his ears. He's ear owing. It doesn't make sense. Okay. He's ear owing. Doesn't make any sense at all. He's earing ear off. He's earing off. <laughs> Vic, what would you do if you came home one day and uh, Tim uh, had an earring, like he had pierced his ear? That would be so. Fu- and like, that would be so fucking. And funny. I kept denying that it was me, but like the the receipt at from like the appointment is like lying on the table. That'd be so deaf. <laughs> That'd be so what? Nothing. All right. So how do we wrap this up? Okay. So last thing. So with the different, what he's saying is that when two people disagree on something or two sides disagree on things, they're following different language games. Okay. They're following one set of rules and the other side is following a separate set of rules. And uh, the fact that they're not following the same rules in their discourse uh, is what leads to the disagreement. Once you can find a totalizing uh, agreement that can uh, encapsulate both or accommodate both sides, then you kind of get rid of this differand, which is uh, which is the source of conflict. But that's not what usually happens. What usually happens is that one side develops a meta narrative, right, a system of rules uh, of linguistic discourse of how they you know, conduct this disagreement, and they impose it on the other side based on how much power it has. And the opposing side that maybe ends up the loser in the situation, quote-unquote, uh, they, their, their whole language game, their, um, uh, or he also calls it a phrase regimen, they, they lose any sort of sovereignty of their phrase regimen, and so they basically lose a voice they just lose their entire voice okay uh so that 
any sort of well, it's not nice because that's what happened to the Jews in Germany. That's what happened to. Then I didn't say nice. What did you say? Noise. Okay, it's not noise either. <laughs> so on the Howard Stern show, uh, Baba Booey can never like he has such an intense accent that like. <laughs> Whenever he says the word nine, it comes out as nine. Yeah, and so like that sucks. Yeah, it's so funny. What, what is that? A Brooklyn accent or like a? I I, I think he's accent? I think he's from Long Island. Ugh. Maybe. Yeah. Nine. Gary Delabate. Nine. That, that accent is garbage. Baba Booey. Benny Booby. Benny Booby. <laughs> Benny Booby. Benny Booby. Benny Booby. That's gonna be your new thing. Your name is that Baba Booey or Benny Booey? Okay, I'll be, I'll be Benny Booey. I'll change my Twitter name to that right now. Okay, Benny Bowie. Fine. B O O E Y. It's very important you get that right. Yeah. Um, well look, that's what? pretty much it. Uh he <laughs> God, Kim is really getting in there. Yeah. Well he's 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 uh contradicting meta narratives right now. By being this cat who's mentally ill. Yeah, who's he's not subscribing to any sort of normalcy or reality. <laughs> fucking idiot. His brain's the size of a peanut. That doesn't make sense what uh, Vic said, though, about him liking glue. Because that doesn't make a sense. Wait, she said something that didn't make any sense to you? Well, yeah. But, but you, you just had to I mean? accept it because you were like, I don't want to turn this into a 45-minute dissertation? <laughs> <clears throat> what? <laughs> not... Huh? Who said something? I mean, I don't know. I don't know how he can hear so the theory that she's going by is that he chews on this fuck, fucking plastic because it sounds cool because it sounds cool which is like so stupid well i don't know man i mean you like uh like sound garden <laughs> i mean a little when i listen to sound garden ben it's like my ears are having an orgasm okay remember spoon man that was a good one yeah sure <laughs> blow up the outside remember that song uh, what's the one where he's like, uh, follow me? Oh, that's uh, the, the, uh, if you can something like yeah. that. Uh, something in my hand. Uh, oh, pebble in my hand. What the fuck is it? Hold on. Oh, like a uh, yeah, something fuck. in my hand. It's something in my hand. Maybe it's hemorrhage in my hand. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> it's not. That's fuel. <laughs> Blee blah bleeding in my hands, in my hands. Again. No, but wait, hold on. It's not just that. Oh, fuck. Hold on. Uh, anyway, that's oh, it. Yeah, that's it, that's it for Le- yeah. Leotard. Yeah. Well, folks, while Ben is looking up this uh, pointless thing, uh, let you know that you can uh, subscribe to our Patreon, my friends. Burden in my hand. Burden in my hand. Oh, okay. Yeah. Our Patreon is like this, uh, except we uh, discuss anything I want to discuss. Uh, so I've taught Ben about various things. Uh, we decided we're going to put uh, one of our uh, early Patreons up for uh, for free. Yeah, for free. the for, for free for the people to listen to. So yeah, the Patreon will get you more content, Ben. I think we've recorded what like seventy something of we're them. We're at seventy two now. Yeah, so we yeah. have hours and hours of we've got hours of entertainment of entertainment for just five dollars a month. Of you entertainment. You either get. You get f- at least four episodes a month, sometimes two a week if we forget to do it. Yeah, uh, which is often. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> also, uh, we've got we've picked up a bunch of new ones, so we appreciate that. Uh, if you can't afford financially to support us, uh, well, 
this is kind of a bummer then. Sorry about you. No, Sorry, but, but mean, also if you if you want to help, you can give us a five star review on 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 the iTunes, the tunes, the tunes. Yeah. Well, also if you if you can't afford five bucks a month, which is like all right, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what a jerk. But but uh, if you do want to support us and not give five bucks a month, uh, you can do two bucks a month. You won't get the the bonus episodes, but you still will get. The uh, warm feeling in the cockles of your heart that you've done something good with your life. And also, if we get two more uh, subscribers, I have to record a three-song Death Cab tribute EP. Yeah, so if you're listening... That's, that's just... one of the things... For some reason, I thought that would make people want to... That's all you, man. Yeah. That's, all, that's your idea. It's but dumb anyway, idea. But Pat uh, will record a three-song EP tribute. A tribute. To, to, what is it? Death Cab, Death for, Cab Cu- for Cutie. Not, okay. It's not a cover album. It's a tribute album. A tribute album. All right. And so we just need two more <laughs> subscribers or, I also or patrons. put up a, um, a wacky video that's yeah. only accessible to our Patreon people. Yeah. That's on there. So you beautiful ben. Patreon people, join us. Join us. Yeah. Join, Join us, us as we drag you to hell. As we drag you down to hell in the sinking ship we call life. Yes. So, uh, yeah, you can go ahead and do that. Uh, you can write a five-star review. We have the whole uh, Kyrgyz giveaway that we're doing. Uh, so go ahead and do that. Uh, what else? You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Pat Dean, P-A-T-D-E-A-N. And nice. Ben on Twitter is at Grisselborn, G-R-I-S-T-L-E-P-O-R-N. Uh, on the IG, I'm at Dean Man P, and Ben is also Grizzleporn. Yeah, it's, gross. it's the same thing. It's Grizzleporn's all it's the disgusting. way down. <laughs> ben, you're disgusting. Yeah, but anyway, uh, folks, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for thinking hard. Yeah, thank you for thinking hard. Uh, the truth sucks. <laughs> the sea is a bastard. And if you're not Catholic, you're going to hell. Here is burden in my hand. Fire!